1: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and today on Between the Covers, I'm talking to author Robert M. Smith, whose new book, Purgatory, comes out on the 25th of November this year. Uh, welcome, Robert.
0: Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, for everybody listening, how about we you give everybody a summary of just what what is Purgatory all about?
0: Purgatory is about uh, a small country town, a policeman who has left the biggest city of Ballarat under dubious circumstances and has been sent to a, uh, a central, the central Mallee town of Menangatang, where he believes that he is being put in purgatory for uh, his career, possibly for the rest of his life. Uh, when he arrives, of course, he confronts the, the brutal climate and remoteness of that Mallee area. However, uh, he becomes part of the community and uh, really enjoys his time there. However, uh, when he first arrives, he encounters a couple of teenagers who he worries about their future, and ultimately this whole situation ends in a kidnapping and a murder, uh, which uh, he is then forced to uh, to try and solve. Hmm. Fantastic. It, yeah, mm. in amongst it all, he, he uh, discovers a an associated incident that had happened many years earlier that he he just becomes obsessed with, and he is trying to um, uh, get to the bottom of that himself
1: well done well so so that's a very involved plot um so yeah and you've based it around the character the the character greg bowker the constable in the story he's very intriguing he's got a you know a rather interesting perspective of going to this town considering it purgatory so was it hard and difficult to write um this book in this story in two locations and and sort of put this character through the process
0: no, I don't think so. I spent ten years teaching in the Mallee in the nineteen eighties, which is when the book is set. So, uh, of course, all of the uh, all the malevolent characters are not real, but <laughs> certainly some of the uh, the peripheral characters are real, and most of the events. And the things he sees up there and the things he participates in, uh, I've experienced myself. So I'm writing very much from experience there. But being a schoolteacher and not a policeman, of course, uh, yeah. it comes from a different perspective.
1: Yeah, no, it is good. And you write very well, fluently as well, in the old tradition of those Australian crime outback mysteries and murders and stuff. Was it, um, this is your first book, is it? And
0: or, That's my first yes. book. I've been writing... Yep. I've been writing uh plays and musicals since nineteen ninety two. Uh produced, you know, upwards of about sixty in conjunction uh with another guy that I've written with in the past. And they've been produced uh, not all of them, but uh they've been produced around uh all the states in, in Australia and New Zealand and the uh, one of the shows got to the final of the One Act Clay Festival in England three times with three different companies, so that did mm-hmm. well. So uh, I thought, well, things were a bit quiet during COVID. Uh, certainly there was no drama happening uh, <laughs> on the stage. Anyway, And I, I'd i been asked a few times, I'd often spoke about my time in the Mallee, and um, people said you ought to write these things down, and I thought, well, you know, just writing down a series of anecdotes uh, probably isn't everybody's cup of tea. So I decided to incorporate them within a, a structured novel and uh, yeah. and allow those experiences to form around uh, Bowker and his uh, and his future wife.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And it's good too. Like, I mean, you can tell in there you're very visual, a visual writer. So you can see in there the plays and the experience of some of the the dialogues uh, movements in the story as well. But as a new author to a novel, was there any challenges that you faced as learning the craft of of the novel?
0: Ah, uh, yes, I think so. Uh, it's uh, it's a bit different than writing a play. Writing a play is basically dialogue with the odd stage instruction. Ah. Uh, your sets are already built by somebody else that sits them ah. up behind where the action is, uh, whereas I really had to paint the sets and everything and the atmosphere uh, in words rather than rather than uh, visually. Mm-hmm. and Also, too, just making sure I keep track of where, where people are at any one time. Mm-hmm. I guess having to backtrack at times when I had a good idea and then had to go back and then make sure that, that idea uh fitted in well with earlier uh with earlier bits of the book. Yeah. yeah. A couple of people have said the thing that they they enjoyed reading the draft was that all the loose ends were tied up and I didn't bring anybody in right at the last moment to <laughs> solve, the, <laughs> solve the thing in the last five minutes, which I was happy to hear that.
1: Yeah. No, it's uh, good, it's good.
0: And so the process. how long did it take you to write the novel?
1: As in, like, constructing and learning and and designing and putting the storyline through?
0: Oh, probably three or four months, I suppose. Well done. Yeah, I sort of mapped it out on a a big book first, but in the end I knew where I wanted to get to and I knew what I wanted to include, but it became, I suppose the word is a bit more sophisticated in the sense of complex as I I went through, as I had a good idea, thought, wow, I could use this character to do this, this, and this, so... I was I was pretty pleased with the way it worked out. I probably spent as much time polishing the thing as I I did writing it, you know. My wife said, "How many drafts are you going to do of this thing before you're happy?" And I said, "Well, I'm pretty happy now, but I guess I guess you know, you could go on forever if you don't stop somewhere."
1: Yes, of course. And and that's right. It's like, you know, you could you could Like how long's this piece of string? You just keep going. So with that as well, like when you had the story, you had the draft. Was it always the intention to pursue it into publication, or was what was what was the deciding factor? You said this is this is good enough to 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 publish.
0: Uh, I think I was pretty happy with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I'd given it to a few friends uh, who I knew were uh, were good enough friends to tell me if it was no good or to tell me what they thought the weaknesses were. And I got really good reviews back from people who I thought were harsh critics. And um and probably the the best feedback I got was from what they told my wife, you know, that uh that they really liked it and et cetera, et cetera, without her asking, which which meant that they weren't keeping stuff from me just to be nice, you know. <laughs> And, yes, yeah yes so selected thought, critiques yeah so i thought you know it'd be good to have it out there and see if other people liked it as well
1: good and on that note too what are you hoping that the new readers who come across your uh, your new first novel what do you hope they experience what 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 you want them to get out of it
0: well a couple of things i'd like to see them really get hooked by the plot um mm-hmm. but also i'd If I'm successful, I'd like them to feel how hot and dusty and windy and (laughs) and remote it is up there and the impact that Mm. that can sometimes have on the characters. Um, Mm. I think it was uh, one of the people I showed it to said, you know, the climate and the remoteness up there are just about as big a characters as what any of the other people are. Um, So, yeah, I, I hope people, you know, enjoy that side of it as well.
1: Absolutely. I think Europeans and uh, the Americans would certainly understand uh, that part of Australian culture, which they're probably not privy to. You know, they sort of know it's outback, but of course, experiencing it firsthand through your story is is going to be certainly uh, an eye-opening experience in the story as well. You've done a great job. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're happy to be supporting you. And um, everybody listening, Purgatory is out November 25th um, by Robert M. Smith. Please do go to your local bookshop and ask for a copy. Go to your libraries. you uh, You can, of course, buy it online wherever you buy good books and support independent authors as we do strive for that. And, uh, Robert, you've done a great job. Thank you for spending time with me today.
0: Oh, thanks. Thanks very much for the opportunity, Brad. All right.
1: And everybody listening, please go out and support independent authors. And, um, yeah, everybody stay safe. Thank you for joining us. And next time on Between the Covers, I look forward to having you with us again. Thank you. And uh, everybody take care.